I love cruising the freeway, putting the top down, cranking my CD player, and impressing the chicks as I speed past them, looking cool in my Ray-Ban Predator sunglasses. I am the pinnacle of coolness, hair windswept and flowing back behind me, giving me that Fabio look. Sammy Hagar's I Can't Drive 55 blasting out of the speakers, proving that a real man only needs to know three chords and ten words, and no cops in sight. Because really, would you dare to fuck with someone this goddamn cool? Then my alarm goes off and I get up, shower, and go get my 2003 Ford Grandmobile friggin' Taurus and drive to work. With gas prices in the environment and just a really shitty economy, it does make sense to get a reasonable car. Something with good gas mileage, air conditioning, and reasonable trunk space. For those family-type people. For when they get tired of their family and need something roomy to move the body parts. But oh, do I long for the days of a powerful muscle car. Back when chrome and steel ruled the earth. Instead of these plastic and balsa wood things we've got now. I have action figures that can survive a crash better than most cars today. And you know what? I owned a beautiful steed at one time. A navy blue mint condition 1974 Mustang Mach 1. A car that just screamed power, screamed performance, and in my case, screamed why the fuck? is this nerd driving me but it didn't matter i own that bitch and i got her two months before my 18th birthday now i didn't have a driver's license till i hit 18 i had a learner's permit and those are about as useful as a condom if all you do is whack off okay maybe that's useful if you have really bad aim but a learner's permit this entailed that someone in authority would take you out in their car and let you drive it which with my grandparents was extremely rare and i was actually grateful because the few times they did it was in my granddad's 1977 ford pinto and nothing blocks a cock like one of those things i think it was the first flamingly gay automobile in history no other car would orgasmically explode like one of you so much as tapped its ass with a cocktail umbrella like one of these things but sometime in 1986 i got my hands on the mach 1 which sat in a proud spot in the front yard since i wasn't allowed to drive it yet but i didn't care it was mine. I'd come home from school and do my homework just sitting in the front seat, cranking that four-speaker eight-track system and wearing out my eight-track of Kiss Alive 2. I knew every song on that one by heart, and I could even drop my vocals to a whisper and bring them back up to a loud crescendo when the track would fade out in the middle and change channel, then come back up again. I really piss people off at karaoke night when I do that. I saved my allowance and bought stuff for the car, like a genuine imitation leather floor mat and a caddy with two drink holders and a space for four eight-track tapes. It could hold 30 cassettes, but cassettes were for pussies. And I bought an electric car buffer. On the weekends, I would just spend hours buffing that thing. And hell, I might even make time to do the car. But finally, my 18th birthday hit, and I went and got my driver's license. And I got straight home and took out the Mach 1. There we were, cruising the streets, a boy and his trusty steed, with every head turning and looking at us, and I could tell what they were thinking. Boy's a little young for midlife crisis, ain't he? But I didn't care. The only thing that could have possibly given me harder wood would have been William Daniels' voice coming up from the dash between Kiss songs. And as with every high point in life, the low was really low. A few weeks after being able to drive my own car, I stop at a red light on a long stretch of road. I'm behind three cars and getting ready to turn right. And there's nothing behind me, so I'm sitting there, revving the engine, and singing rock and roll all night. And over the loud 8-track fidelity music, I hear this screeching noise behind me. And it's getting louder. I look in the rear view, and I see this huge cloud of smoke. And in the front of the cloud of smoke was a 69 Plymouth Fury. And driving it was a pair of knuckles. And I determined that screeching noise I was hearing was the sound of the Fury's brakes as they disintegrated, since apparently they were also made in 1969. This car was not stopping. You ever notice when bad shit is about to happen, everything goes into slow motion? Well, time for me literally stopped. I had enough time to think two thoughts. One, I really wish I'd installed seatbelts. And two, thank fucking God this wasn't the Pinto. So I grabbed the steering wheel, looked up to heaven, locked eyes with God and said, see you soon. And he looked down and said, not yet, but this is really going to suck. 
she hit with enough force to put my gas tank in the passenger seat, which plowed me into the car in front of us, and then plowed us into the next car, and said, what the fuck, and plowed all of us into the next one, which is when the light changed, fucker. When the dust settled, I noticed that miraculously, I still had fully functioning limbs. So I got out of the car, and I went back to the car that just plowed into me to see if the driver was okay. And if they were, I was going to make sure they weren't by the time I was through. And I looked into the car. Remember those Where's the Beef commercials with Clara Peller? Well, this was her grandma, and she was pinned under the steering wheel, and it was blood coming from her lip. So, yeah, I'm a softie. So I ran up to the nearest convenience store, and I called the police. And after I told them what had happened, they said, Oh, thank God! And I was like, Huh? And they said, well, apparently she's wearing a medic alert badge, and when she crashed, she set it off. And we thought somebody would fallen in the middle of the road and couldn't get up. To add insult to injury, here's why the old biddy was driving the car in the first place. The day before, her daughter had decided that her mother was too old to safely drive anymore and took her keys, which apparently pissed her off, and in that same pioneer spirit that won the West, she stole the keys and went joyriding. I think her daughter won that bet, don't you? And as I stood there, looking at what was left of my steed, my grandparents came to get me and said, don't worry, we've got the perfect car for you. And they bought me a 1983 Ford Fiesta. My grandparents were cock blockers, too. So this is Point T. Weasel of point.furios.com and movio.com saying that, remember, the Taurus ain't so bad. True, it doesn't have the sleek lines or the power, and the air conditioner's busted, but it does have one thing the Mach 1 didn't. I at least got laid in this car. I do count masturbation.